Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's Pulling Back the Curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. Season three of the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast is brought to you by Samato Coffee. Pull Back the Curtain podcast listeners will receive a 20% discount on your order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit their website at www.sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people? And what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with our rawest opinion, while giving you the straight up facts. That's right, no fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. On this episode, we pull back the curtain on making gratitude a way of life and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Hey, Jules, this episode came at the right time, boy, because this has been a hellacious week, man. What's good on your end, though? Oh, man. Money, 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 money. Press, <laughs> press, my furnace kept, I know we talked, uh, off air, but man, the presses keep. I mean, damn, the furnaces keep giving me trouble, man. Uh, hey, listen, the audience he over here, he was thinking about press. He's like, man, press been getting on my damn nerves too. <laughs> I heard that slip up. <laughs> oh man, man, press. The guy came out and he looked at it. He said, man, this is the original furnace that came with the house. The house was built, I think, in the sixties. He said it's a boiler, and you need to really update it because parts are really hard to come by on this thing. And, and I'm just like, man, is he saying that to try to make a bigger sale or he really, they really can't find this part. I just, all I know one thing, I can't keep waking up in the middle of the night, coming down and lighting this thing up because <laughs> I haven't had a really good night's sleep in a few days now. It's nothing worse, bro, than a cold ass crib, man, when, you, when you're trying to sleep. So let me ask you, how much is he saying the part cost? Even so, like he said, he can't find it, but what would the price of the part been if they would have had it? So he called it a something assembly, he called it. And he said a couple hundred dollar part. Okay. I asked him, well, if you can't find it, what's, what's my option? I said, what's the option? He said, and you might have to get it. You have to get a new unit. So I said, what what they run with? He said, you know, there's financing, but he said a good, you know, a good one, about four, about four stacks. And I was just like, oh, man. I mean, we're set up for it, but it's like, through four stacks. I mean, I mean, you know, we have like emergency funds, like a credit card or something we, we don't use to use in this this occasion. Right. You know. What are you gonna do? Press, what are you gonna do? You need heat, you know, can't have mom upstairs <laughs> on my back, you know. So uh-uh. I, uh-uh. I can make her happy. So. <laughs> uh-uh. No, no, no. You don't want that. Uh-uh. Nah, bro. You're doing the right thing. Go ahead and dip into that fund. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's not something you play around with, man. They, nah. they always say, don't mess around with that heat, especially this time of year. Shit. Uh-uh. Man, dude. And I'm sitting up here like, man, why couldn't this happen early? Because, you know, the prices change. It's off season. Now this is in season, and it's like, we ain't even hit them, them that hawk weather yet. So I'm like, you know what? Nope. Man, we might as well just go ahead and bite the bullet on this one. Yeah, I will say this, though, Jules. I mean, you guys are fortunate that it happened now because you imagine if this shit would have happened like December, Ooh. January. Well, I'd have been like, Jules, y'all need to come on over here, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hey, appreciate you, man. That's gratitude. That's gratitude right there. <laughs> see? See? You know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. I wouldn't know how y'all over there like that. Uh-uh. What's up? What's oh, up? Oh, man. 
But no, good but, luck with that. And hopefully that gets taken care of because, again, we know the furnace is expensive. Anytime you hear anything about the furnace, people clutch up because they're like, oh, shit, this is about to be expensive. <laughs> hmm Man, I appreciate you. But how's everything on your end, though? It's been busy. Not only just with work, but, you know, doing these uh, these games now and doing the interviews and stuff. Last night when I came to the crib, I just, like, laid down on the couch, and I just passed out. I was like, that. I was mm. that tired. And it was just, you know, it's like mm. that mental tired. It's just like, boy, I'm just doing too much right now. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's when, yeah, that's when you know, man, you just, you're just running and running mentally and physically. As soon as you you sit somewhere, you go to sleep like a, <laughs> like my grandma used to do, man. <laughs> Boy, she sit up there talking. You talking to her, you look around and she going to sleep. Hey, but yeah, that's right there. When you, when, you, when you just, just run yourself, just run yourself, just, just, just on empty. Uh-huh. So I, I'm, I'm very happy though, you know, in the spirit of this episode, I'm grateful for some time off coming up here, you know, with the mm. holidays, being able oh, to recharge, yes, right? And, and I think that's what it's all about, man. It's just kind of keeping that, uh, that tank on full, man, because right now that thing was on, it was on empty last night. Mm. Bro. It was on empty. Yeah. <laughs> but no, man, other than that, man, I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunities. Listen, happy and just blessed being in a position that we're in right now. And obviously you and I both gainfully employed. We're doing great here with the podcast and some of the other endeavors that we have going on. So man, just very thankful and very appreciative of the opportunities that we have in front of us, you know? All right now. Okay. Yeah. Hey, those are the things you look back and like, <laughs> this old cat used to, man, I, was, I forgot how old I was, but uh, I was working at uh, FedEx and he asked me, how, how's everything going? I, uh, I told him something and he, he said, you know what? It can be worse. And I looked up at him and said, you know what? You, damn, you damn right. Yeah, it can always be worse. And, and, and right there, what you said right there is like, dude, even though just things in life come up, things will come up, but you know what? There's a, lit- a lot of things to be thankful for and and that's what you focus on, and and it, and it puts you in a better mood. You ain't worried about the the other things. No. So, like I said, you know, even though I was like, man, it's been a hell of a week. Mm-hmm. I woke up today, like, you know what? I ain't even tripping on it, man. Yeah, man. my boy Jules go pot, <laughs> and and I'm all I'm thinking about is Thanksgiving food. Ooh, <laughs> that's all I'm thinking. Come about. on, pray. all I'm thinking prayers, about. prayers. Come on now. I got a couple orders. I got man, my mom and um and monster man want me to deep fry them a turkey, man, because you know I always deep fry turkey yep, on Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. And so I got a couple orders I got to do, man. So mm, I can't wait for that food. Wow. Well, let's get into this episode. You okay. got me even hungry about that deep fried turkey of yours now. <laughs> well, Jules, on last week's episode, <laughs> and you know what's coming. <laughs> as soon as you said it, you knew what was coming. Speaking of food. Yeah, speaking of food. So you asked for a hookup on food at the Bulls game. We were talking through me being credentialed for the Bulls. I mean, dude, as soon as we uploaded that episode, bro, we had people emailing and messaging. And so based on those responses that came in from people that listen, uh-huh. they call foul on you, bro. Oh, wait a minute. Come on now. <laughs> they on people. I thought you loved me out there. I thought y'all loved Jules out there. Come on. Now, <laughs> some of them was playful about it. They're like, hey, listen, that's foul, but I would have done it too. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and listen, audience, I ain't gonna call foul on him because I would have done the same thing to him. I just, I would have just been, been a little bit more subtle about it. I, I would have waited till I saw him. I'm like, hey man, um, so what kind of food they got over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you gonna be waiting for the answer? Like, oh man, 
oh, wait, come on, let me get you something. That's yeah, how you like, look. Yeah, you know how I am. I like, oh, they got pasta. Oh, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. I like, they let anybody go back there with you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Perez, it's one of the things like, man, hey, my guy up in this spot, man, you know, the price is a little, you know, if I can come across, you know, save a little, 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 little extra ears, then if it's cool, yeah. where it's not jeopardizing your position at your thing. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> no, you got to take care of your people. Like last night in the uh, in the press room, they they were doing pizza and stuff like that. Now because you know I'm trying to gear up for getting back into some cardio shape because there's one difference. I've been doing a lot of lifting, but now I'm like trying to ease back on like some of the junk food that I been partaking in a little bit lately. So they had pizza going. That shit was smelling so damn good, Jules. I was like, you know what, y'all? I ate before I got here, so I am okay. But I was looking okay. at A-Dub over there. He was eating some pizza. I was like, I hate you. I mm. hate you. <laughs> A-Dub strikes again. Dub. A-Dub definitely strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so audience, that was fun. Kind of going back and forth with you guys about Jules. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you what one person said. One person was like, they was like, man, he said, he couldn't even let you get out the words out of your mouth that you got credentialed. And he was over here like, how can I get something out of this? That's dying. <laughs> you, you opportunist, you. Yeah, that's what he was saying. <laughs> oh, man. In all fairness to the audience, I, I did tell my man, I was like, hey, I will definitely take care of him, but it's just him now. <laughs> the, the brothers, I love them, but, you know, they they on their own. They're going to have to buy them nachos and everything. But I got jewels. I got jewels. Man. Appreciate you. <laughs> yes, well, man, let's get into these mailbag questions because we got some All good right. ones today. So the first one, <laughs> and this one kind of cracked me up. It comes over from Carl from Montgomery, Alabama. And he wanted to know, what are you guys' thoughts on Jeff Bezos' comments about humans will live in space and that Earth will become nothing more than a place for vacations? Listen, just think in 10 years where we at now where you can send regular people up to out of space in a matter of minutes. Just think in the future, okay, they're going to be, they might build something out there where you can stay out there. Well, they probably had that stuff. Now, I don't know all, tell you the truth, first, we don't know what actually is out there. So I won't say it's, it'll be to a point where uh, Earth is going to be a vacation spot, but I can see people living, living in space. I can see that. Well, you got all these damn billionaires. They putting all this money into it. They building something. It's something going on up there. Yeah, it's, it's something. something. <laughs> like I said, we don't know what's actually out there. Uh-huh. There's something going on. I tell you what, they, whatever it is, they ain't going to leave me. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you going to? Uh... Oh, I'm going to. Claustrophobic or no claustrophobic shit. I like sedate me and send me to yeah. space. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, friends, you good, man. I, hey, hey, I'll just wait, man. Just send me back some pictures, man. Yeah, just send, you back. <laughs> send me back some pictures. You'll be like, you be like, Perez, what you remember about that space shuttle to whatever planet? I said, like, I don't remember shit, man. They gave me a shot. I just woke up and I was bouncing on the moon. That's all I remember. Ooh. <laughs> He's bouncing on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know, it's funny how. Press, remember the, they did a remake of uh, Total Recall yeah. with Colin Farrell, and there was actually a, sh- a ship that go went from Earth to to another planet. I forget. I think it's Mars. I think. Okay. Ooh. I, I may be a little okay. off, but okay. it was a okay. ship, but it go back and forth. I remember there was something where they were going back and forth. I just don't remember where too. But that's that's interesting. I might have to rewatch that just to see now that you brought that up. 
from regular space, spaceships where they take multiple flights because something's wrong with it. There's problems. Now they get it where you get the blue, uh, Bezos is called blue something. And then Musk is the SpaceX. So you get two, two companies where they sending people out of space in a yeah. little rocket. Bezos, his is blue origin, blue origin. Okay. When I see rich people that are so fixated on what's going on here in space, I'm like, okay, they would be spending all this money and investing all this money if there was nothing to it. So mm-hmm. to Jules's point, it may not happen in our lifetime. It may be something to what this man is saying. He has seen something, and maybe he's like, okay, I see the fact that we may be able to make something happen here. Hey, Briz, I just... <laughs> I, stay, I, stay, I stay to my statement. I'm, I'm, I'm on Earth. I'm on Earth. Okay, you right. You 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 riding it out, huh? If it's blowing up, I'm just I'm here. I'm like, open up the gates, Jesus. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> it's been a good ride, man. <laughs> and me, on the other hand, I'm like, uh, get me up out of here. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'll be out there. Shit, I want to oh. go higher. Let's go. Oh, man. Wow, you a fool. <laughs> <laughs> so good question, Carl. Hmm, man. So the next one comes over from Kristen from Logan Park here in Chicago. And what Kristen wanted to know is what's going to happen with the FOP head during his termination hearing. But she asked that question earlier in the week because we saw what happened. So I want to get Jules' thoughts on the fact of what were your thoughts about my man retiring from the force, but still saying he's going to lead the... Uh, the FOP. Yeah, you know, he was playing on house money. Listen, he didn't really need the police position because he's an elected official. So he he really didn't need to serve as, well, he wasn't serving as a police officer. That's why I was just going to ask you. Yeah, he wasn't. Right. So it was like, all right, he had 20 something, 25 plus years on. So he's good. He got the age. So he's reaping all the benefits. Plus he's still, plus he's still FOP president. So when he said he decided to quit, I was like, damn. Okay, maybe they got something that sticked on him, and he was like, "Man, you ain't gonna fire me. I'll just quit because John don't take. He don't strike me as a person to let you get, you know, get over on." I know he came out and said uh, he he want he don't want to give the mayor the satisfaction saying that she fired him, so that's why he quit. So obviously he he had something that that stuck, and that he wasn't gonna get out that his uh, hearing uh, with his job. So he's one. It's one of them sayings like, "Well, you ain't fire me. I I'm gone." So. He, he grabbed his ball and went home. But, I mean, like I say, he's still still FOP president. So he's playing with house money anyway. So he, he's good no matter what. Yeah, and I think one of the things, too, you said that he was playing with house money. I think it was also strategic on his part because once he resigned, there's a code, Jules, you could correct me if I'm wrong here, but they can no longer take disciplinary action against him because correct. he's no longer an officer. Yeah, so he's even more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because he can go and say, and then, but you know, if if when I, if, if I bump to JC, man, I'm just talk to him like, dude, you, you, you're here to represent the uh, the troops. Don't make this your own personal vendetta, man. That's the that's the one thing, man. Just you know, when we get there's issues and things coming up or dealing with the department, that's what you guys are there to handle. It. You know, you're there to protect us as far as any legalities or you know anything like that, but. But your personal vendetta against the city and the mayor, man, dude, that's separate that, man. Yeah, that's the only thing. And we talked about it a couple of times on this show. Uh, a lot of times people, they need to remember who they represent, who they work for. 
And sometimes you got to take that ego out of it. Because in this case, mm-hmm. I feel like his ego a little inflated, my man. He, hey, hey, are, are you going to vote for him? He says he's running for me. Man, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> the audience don't want to hear my thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I'm grateful that we're able to talk about this situation. <laughs> oh man! Oh shit! Hmm. But audience, I'm sure there's gonna come a time where I'm gonna speak on it. the The next question, Jules, I think this is a good one, and I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this one. This is from George in the Bronzeville area, mm-hmm. and on the South Side. And George wanted to know, what's the deal with all the carjackings in the city right now? My God. It's, 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 it's out of control. It is out of control. We we see more carjackings in this year than in the past two decades, man. Um, oh, man, you get, you know, uh, just recently, maybe a couple months ago, Press, they did a uh, interview, uh, the news news anchor, uh, news, I think Channel 205, one of them, did an uh, interview with a couple of carjackers, uh, suspects. And what they, juveniles, I'm, I might add you, and what they said is like it's a it's a rush because it's like playing Grand Theft Auto. That's what they said. It's like playing a video game, but this is in real life, and it's mm-hmm. just a and it's just a rush that they have, and that's scary because you 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 play them games, uh, Perez. You I mean, oh yeah, we we, we it, when we played it, it's it's fun. We didn't like take this thing and like, oh man, I wish I could, you know go out here, let's do this, you know, because you're going out there, you're jacking people, you pull them out, you holding a gunpoint, you shoot, you, you know. People know Grand Theft Auto know what you can do, what you do in that game. Now they taking that and they putting it out here. They doing this out in the streets where you get cars that follow each other to look for somebody to jack. Whether it's at the gas station, whether you're coming from a shopping mall, whether you're coming from your, your house. I mean, anywhere. And it's everywhere. Where they approach you with guns. They hell, they're shooting you. It just just last week they shot the boy of old what's UIC. Yeah, and, uh, and listen, and, that, and Jules, that's something that I definitely want to get into in a future episode because there's a big focus here between the Chinese, you know, government and the U.S. government as far as some of those situations that are going right mm-hmm. now because the Chinese government is feeling like these are attacks that are being where their students are being targeted. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a fair point because now this is the second time a Chinese-American student right. was killed. I feel that the uh, judicial system and the government is not really doing nothing to combat the violence of aggravated vehicle hijackers because you fought in police. They finally, you know, you catch them. They really don't want, I'm, I'm a little conflicted with the orders, but they really don't want us, you know, chasing these guys. Once they, once you get behind a hot car, I get it where civilians are, 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 are lives are at risk. Jeopardy, mm-hmm. at risk. I get it. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to catch these guys? If they know that once they get in the car and take off, we can't follow them. So it's like you kind of damn both ways. So I know they got task force out there, undercover vehicles and this like that. But, man, once you get these guys, you got to keep them in there. You know, and then and some of these guys, they juvenile. So they get a slap on the wrist and get released. Or if they're an adult, they get, you know, there's a no cash bond or they own electronic monitoring. I, I mean, personally, it's a joke because they actually going out here terrorizing, you know, people with these cars and and. Fred, look, you're a hard, hard-working man. You going out there, you mind your business, you ain't doing nothing, nobody. You, you and, and some kid with a gun want to take your car from you. You work hard to get that car. And all they do is take the car and go do shootings and then commit other robberies. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you what, they Jules, 
They pull up on me. They can have that motherfucker, but they better remember this face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they can have that car. I ain't tripping. I got insurance. That's the thing, too, that I see in these situations where some people, they don't want to get that shit up. And I'm like, man, y'all got to prioritize, man. Fuck that car. You want it, shorty? Go ahead. Your life is more, way more than, than that material thing. You can always mm-hmm. get another car. That's right. Um, but I'll see you again one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's what I'm gonna tell people. Be listening, man. Just be, man. Please be aware of your surroundings because they prey on that weak. They prey on you being being slipping out here. You you can't have your head down, your head on the phone. You're preoccupied putting bags in your car and stuff. You gotta look around. You gotta look at folks and and, and remember the faces of the people yeah. that you, you know because that's one thing that I do. You may see me. They're like, man, who is this creep that just like is is scanning? I scan because I just want to make sure. All right, before I go to my vehicle, let me see who's sitting in the car. Who's because sometimes you'll see, and this is the game audience that, that I have seen myself, that these cats will be in the car, the car be running, they see somebody, you know, putting bags or something in the yep. car, and they say, you know what? Scoop, they got the car, yeah. they off. Yeah, they're getting out. Yeah, they're coming out. Yep. So you got to be careful when you see these cars running anywhere near you. Almost like I want to say, Jules, you just gotta be more defensive, you know, in this world. Yes. Yes, you can, because it's a jungle. Yeah. You a little gazelle out there, them lions will come at you. I even read, Jules, that they said Tuesdays, broad daylight are what most of these carjackings are, are occurring. Now, I remember a time, the stuff like this, they, they would tell you at nighttime, be careful, you know, uh-huh. it's dark outside. Now, that shit don't matter. It's happening in broad daylight. So, people, just stay alert. Like Jules said, get off them phones. Everybody be on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. And that shit will be here. So pay attention because they are focusing on people that they see that are, are distracted. See, somebody like me that's always looking, always focusing. And then when you walk past me, I even speak to you to even make it worse. So it's like, hey, you're going to do something to me. I made eye contact with you. You're going to have to take me out because mm-hmm. I ain't seen you. you I saw that right. scar on your lip. I know everything about you. <laughs> hey, friends, I know this. Hey, they take a look at you. Like, no, 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 homie, too big, man. We good. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> but you know what, Jules? Before we get to the next question, you brought up a point that I think is fair. You guys do have orders to stand down in those chases. That's why these guys they're targeting certain type of cars, and it's those very high powered cars, like it's those mm-hmm. the Chargers and those Jeep Cherokees and all those cars, because them cars can get up, and so they know that y'all can't really pursue them like that so they go i kind of agree with the fact of i like the fact that you guys stand down in those situations the reason why i say that jules is there's been so many people that have been killed uh in those high speed chases and it's not the person that is this is the offender right. that person get away mm-hmm. but it's the innocent bystander yeah that's why i say i'm conflicted because i i get it on, on there's validity on both sides yeah it's just man dude then we had to come up with a different strategy. Okay, we can't chase. Then what's what's the alternative? And the alternative, you know, then you got the helicopter. Helicopter work great because you cannot run that. So maybe you get more helicopters, maybe spike strips, maybe something uh, more more video cameras, something. You you know, dude, we're talking about over fifteen hundred carjacks. So Jules, that was going to be my next question to you. What's the solution? What are they talking about doing? Because this is a problem. So that's my thing. When I saw all the stuff that's been going on with the CPD and the budgets and everybody's talking about all that shit, I'm like, look, can we get some more cameras up? I know some people feel what kind of way about that. Some people feel like, oh, I don't want to be under surveillance. I don't want to be in a police state. But look, man, something has to give here. Right. We got to figure this out. Right. Because we can't be everywhere. 
And if we're short or or or, we, or other things going around that that we're preoccupied and other things going on, because I told you, my father, he he was like, dude, you guys need just cameras. He should. We said we live in a time where if somebody created a crime, we should be able to find that where where the crime happened at to where, and follow him all the way to where the last spot he made it. Because he said this is ridiculous. He said crime is out of control out here, and and and, and people work too hard and pay too much money, and and you want you want to feel safe. You shouldn't have to come out here and and, and you act like you're in a damn war zone where you, you just got to. Unfortunately, that's where it is, where we at. But it's a shame that it had to be this way. No, I mean, it really is. But that's why I really enjoyed that question, because mm-hmm. that's something that I've been thinking about a lot just on my own. And, and it just it troubles me because I have family members that have nice vehicles. And half the time they'll be like, hey, if I come over to their crib, they'll be like, hey, can you stop and do this, this and this before you get here? Because I don't want to get them in, in my car at nighttime. It shouldn't be a situation mm. where people are afraid to run to the store because they think something's going to happen to them. That's a problem. Yeah, that and is. So that, that bothers me, you know? And so that's why I'm like, hey, they need to figure out something. They need to improve the tactics out there. Your boy David, he needs to, need to come and put his head together and figure something out because mm-hmm. this is a problem. It is, President. As soon as it gets serious with it, I, I guess still get a solution. But right now, I, we can talk about this forever, Chris. Yeah, we sure could. We sure could. <laughs> But hey, no, no question. The next one comes over from Jeff from the Port, Indiana. And Jules, he wanted to know, how should I go about handling being falsely accused of being mm. physically abusive to an ex-partner? And Jeff, before we even answer this question, brother, the first thing I would say is avoid contact with this person and get yourself some representation. But Jules, talk to him. I mean, pretty, pretty much. You got to cut all communication because... You don't want anything where that person have something where, like, see, you see what he wrote right here or she, what she wrote or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You can't give no evidence. It's not what you say, it's what you can prove. So if that person don't have anything, you got nothing to worry about. But don't give them anything, him or that person anything. So if you got to cut all communications, Facebook, social media, emails, that's what you're going to have to do. And leave that person alone. If you got to stay together, move out. I mean, and that's that's the greatest thing. You could just cut all communications. probably the best thing best and only thing to do. Also, what you can do, you can also help yourself by, you don't have to get a criminal, but you can give a, you can get a civil order protection where that person can't contact you by any means. That way, if something happened, you, when you go to court, you get documentation. No, I'm, I'm taking actions. And here's my, my, here's my uh, order protection, my civil order protection saying, I don't want that person contacting me by any means. So that's probably the, I mean, that's probably the best thing you can do. So, Jules, let me let me ask you, because Jeff is probably listening to this as, as we speak. What is that process for him to go ahead and get that civil order of protection? Because since it's domestic, you have to go to, uh, you know, wherever your, your court branch is at, get information on where you can go get a domestic civil order protection at. Because here, it, we get two different. You get the regular court where you can go get a uh, order of protection just for non-domestic uh, partners or okay. family, non-family related. And then there's there's a court for it that handle domestics in general. So I'm not sure if that's in Indiana, if they have the same setup. But yeah, get information where you can get that, that order of protection at. So you have something in writing and judge uh, a judge order for that person not to get in touch with you. So there ain't no way that person be like, yeah, he did this or she did that. And you're like, wait a minute, no. I, I'm, not, I'm not even around this person. Look, I got order of protection to stay away. So why am I going to why I'm go to that person? Yeah, no, I mean... Hey, you heard it right there from the guy in law enforcement, Jeff. I would definitely follow those steps. As I mentioned, get yourself some representation because don't try to handle that shit on your own. Even if you are innocent, 
there's been a lot of innocent people that have been thrown in jail for things that mm-hmm. they didn't do, right? Yep. So you work with someone that understands these laws and knows how to untangle some of this criminal process out here because right now, these are some tough times all the way around. And I'm not going to just sit here and just say for you, these are tough times for victims of crimes as well because a lot of times people don't believe the allegations that they make, right? They'll say, oh, this person's falsely accusing me. So in your situation, Jeff, you, you're facing an uphill battle here. So what I would do, be smart, avoid contact, mm-hmm. get some representation, and gather evidence that will prove that you had no involvement in what yeah. you're being accused of. Yeah, because that person had to show, that person showed proof. I've been on many calls where, yeah, this person hit me, I'm looking, I'm like, I don't see no, no marks, this person's like two something, you're like a buck something. If he had to hit you or slap you, you would see something, you don't. What's going on? Well, you got into it. You just want my house. Okay, well, stop lying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it happens. Some, and sometimes you go out there and get in these calls and they want the person out of there. So they trump up some charges. Uh, yeah, I want to press charge. He, he touched me. Yo, he hit me. Or he said something to me. So to avoid all that, don't, don't give that person any ammunition. Even if they try to bait you. Because sometimes they do that too. Don't give any ammunition. So, no, I mean, so Jeff, man... Good luck with this. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like when, when I got this question, you know, I was just like, uh, whatever it is, man, I hope for both of you guys' sakes that you guys can both individually heal because obviously there's something that's, that went down between the two of you and not whether it was physically, but hey, there's a broken relationship there. There's some pain there on both sides. So, man, hopefully you guys both can get this figured out legally and then you can move on and focus on things in life that are important and not negative stuff like this, because this is a very negative situation. And Mm -hmm. uh, when the question came over, Jules, I was like, ooh, this is a tough one to read, man. Tough one to read. (laughs) Yeah. Man. But Jeff, Jeff gonna be good, man. He cool. Oh, no, no, Jeff. I hope you ain't do this shit now. (laughs) No, no. Man, Jeff, I hope you ain't do it. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) For real. Because, like, this shit is serious. I mean, you saw that, the Zach Stacy video that came out, that former NFL player that threw his girlfriend all around the house like a rag doll. Like, bro, come on, man. What are, y'all, yeah, what are y'all doing out here, man? For real. Like, I have zero respect for any man that puts his hand on a woman or on a child. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, bro. Like, stop it, man. This dude, a former football player, 250-something damn pounds, and you, what you feel like, you feel like a, a big man because you out here throwing somebody that's 100, 100 pounds around? Come on, man. What you doing? Yeah. No, he ain't a man. You're a man. Mm-mm. And like I tell you, Jules, I ain't perfect shit. I got my wars, but I promise you, bro, I have never, ever put my hands on a female in my life, and I never no. will. Never will. I will never. walk away. I may slam the fuck out that door you and piss me off and did some shit to me. I ain't touching you. Right. Mm-mm. That door gonna, hey, that door gonna fill it. I wanna slam the shit out of that motherfucker, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a few walls I dented and, you know, out of frustration, but no, hey. Ain't touch no female. Ain't that's your queen. Ain't touch no female. Hell no. Uh uh. Hell no. Listen, we were raised by strong black women. Mm -hmm. I wish I would. Uh uh. Get out of here. Never. So, Jeff, thanks for that question. And good luck to you, man. The last question comes over from Michelle from Elk Grove Village, Illinois. And Jules, she wanted to know what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Oh, my God. Mmm, prison. I'm smiling, looking, pitching at it now, you know. <laughs> that, 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 that turkey and dressing, candy yams, mm. macaroni, greens mm. and cabbage, cornbread, nice little peach cobbler. 
or, or banana pudding. Come on. Ooh. Oh, that's it. Now, I really miss, oh, man. Granny had some of the best, best banana pudding, man. Really? Okay. Who man. made that peach cobbler? I had some peach cobbler a couple times I came over to your crib. Was that your mom's? No, that was that was Granny. Oh, that peach man, cobbler granny. was good. My mom was like, she learned everything cooking from Granny, from her mom. But you say she really didn't get a chance to get into the, the desserts part. She know how to make it, but not like how Granny. Man, I miss her. Man, I miss her more because we used to spend, we used to go to Thanksgiving. We used to go over to Granny's house for Thanksgiving. Then we, my mom would host Christmas over at our, you know, at the house. Food everywhere. And those desserts, man, I miss it. We got people that's, that, that, that stepped up to the plate. Like I said, my wife, she doing her thing, good food. Man, I'm, st- it, man, I'm just blessed, man. It's, it's, so get back to the question, man. I, man, I get sidetracked with it. Man, get back to the question. So that, that's the dish. That, that's my favorite dish there. Hey, that's a good sidetrack, man. You took a stroll down memory lane. <laughs> I so man. did, man. I was <laughs> just, just reminiscing, man. <laughs> yeah, man, dude. Rest in peace to Granny, man. And, and dude, I'm telling you, I, th- I always thought that was your mom's peach cobbler. I was just like, man, I want some more of that, but I don't want to ask because I don't want to look greedy. But boy, that shit was fire. So, Michelle, mine is baked macaroni and cheese. I've already mm. talked about this on the show, but my mama baked macaroni and cheese. Uh, uh, uh. Now, she got the recipe from my grandmother. So, recipes to my grand. Mm. Her macaroni and cheese before my mom's macaroni and cheese was fire. But my mom, she's holding that tradition strong. So, she's still in the game. Everybody, they asked for auntie, they asked for that mac and cheese. You know what I'm saying? Now, we had some people, they tried to step in the ring. I remember some of them family dinners where a couple of my cousins, they, I think they thought that they could mirror the recipe. But sometimes some people just need to stay in their lane because sometimes you mess up a good thing. Who messes Uh-oh. up baked macaroni and cheese? That's all I'm going to say. Man, yeah, because you know, friends, you had uh, you had brought that up before. I forgot how many cheeses do uh, oh, like five of them joints, about five, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, and uh, because we're celebrating Thanksgiving later tonight because we're doing it early because there's gonna be a lot of travel within the family. Oh, okay. I'm gonna be covering that, that Bears game on, on actual Thanksgiving, oh, so right, bro, we're celebrating it tonight, and that's all I've been thinking about all day is my mom's baked macaroni and cheese. So that's why I'm gonna mm. hit the treadmill when we're done here. So I got to counteract. <laughs> <laughs> you say, hey, you say you're going to burn them calories so you can put it on. Oh, my God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I won't feel no kind of way about it either. <laughs> so that that's my favorite dish. And then sweet potato pie. Mm, 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 mm. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Can't now, go wrong, for my cousins on the other side, the ones that we occasionally invite to the cookout, y'all know who y'all are. Stop talking to me about pumpkin pie. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't rock with that pumpkin pie. Y'all got to put whipped cream on that joint just to be able to enjoy it. You know all sweet potato pie needs, y'all? It don't need nothing but a damn it, fork. It, right. If that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because sometimes with shit, I'm just, it's in my hand. Hand to mouth. <laughs> now, now, Press, you prefer, uh, you like sweet potato pie over apple pie? Of course, of course. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't eat, like, apples like that, bro. Mm, okay. Yep, yep. I remember, like, as a kid, like, I ate them just because I was like, oh, what's the only fruit that's the lesser of the evils, you know what I'm saying? As I got older, I've gotten more into fruit. But when I was younger, I'd be like, man, I don't want this. I don't like bananas. I don't like grapes. I'm just weird about some fruits. Oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Big on vegetables, but fruits, yeah. I'll do the apples now just because I'm like, well, 
Might as well do it. I do that. Strawberries, melons, that kind of stuff. Okay. But yeah, no apples. So no apple pie for Pris. You can have all the apple pie, bro. All the apple pie you want. Okay. I'll eat it too. (laughs) Wait, now, let me ask you, since you talked about apple pie. Do they still sell them little apple pies at McDonald's? Because I know everybody used to love them. Oh, damn. Man, Pris, I haven't been to McDonald's in so long. Now, that was a trick question, audience, because I want to make sure my man's taking care of himself over here because we're getting older here. So good, <laughs> good, good job there, Jules. Good okay. job. Okay. <laughs> trick question. Man, I haven't been in a minute. I want to say, I want to say, yeah, but I'm not sure. Okay, there you go. See, this a man is realizing he's got to take care of himself. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm do little post checks every once in a while, audience, to keep this man honest. So I, I appreciate that. Jules is ready. He's ready. <laughs> but no, great question, Michelle. Because when you asked that question, it made me smile because this is the time of year which, in general, we should always be in this spirit of just being thankful and having gratitude. But I thought this question kind of really summed up the episode that we're going to do today because. Thanksgiving in general, Jules, it presents us an opportunity to do one of the most healthiest things that we should be doing in this life, not just on this one day or during this one time of year, but we should do it all the time. And it's counting and rejoicing in all of our blessings. We are all blessed. The fact that you and I are on this podcast right now, that's a blessing in itself. Mm -hmm. The fact that we fucking woke up today is a blessing. Yes, sir. These are the things that when we get up every day, we got to stop taking things for granted and be thankful and be appreciative. Now, everybody's got problems, but you got a whole lot of things that you are fortunate of because, Jules, it breaks my heart, man, at times. And I'm trying not to get emotional, but mm-hmm. I'm driving through the city, man. I see these tech communities that they have up all over the city, Chinatown, The Loop. These folks are out here in these tents. Now the weather's going to start getting cold. And it's like, man, dude, what are we doing to protect these people. This homeless population in this city is astronomical. So when I wake up and I'm in my fucking beautiful home and I am sitting here eating and I'm able to enjoy whatever it is that I want to do, how dare I be worried about having a bad day when there's people out there in the Mm. streets that are experiencing what they're experiencing? How dare I have that type of fucking privilege? So that's why this episode, Jules, is something that I wanted to do because, man, we all need to check ourselves, learn to be grateful. It's healthy. And honestly, man, I've been happier in life when I focus on the things that I have versus the things that I do not have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Jules? Oh, no, I got you. And like I said before, we when we was rapping earlier about all the things that's going on just in life in general, but still, you have the means. Like you said, Press, dude, you said the major thing, you woke up this morning. You woke up this morning because a lot of people didn't. And, and let that sink in. Let that yeah, sink in. Dude, I mean, that, that, that speaks for itself. I tell people, as long as you long as you're above this earth here, uh, above ground this way, there's always a chance. No matter what you're going through, you still got another shot. God mm-hmm. gave you God gave another day in life so you can go on about your day, you can fix it or just keep living. Gratitude is one of them things that, man, it's just being thankful. It just you just show appreciate you, you show appreciation. You return kindness and favors. It's it's a feeling where you can be selfish about it because it make you feel good. It's a good selfish if that if that means if that if that if that, if that mean anything. It's a good selfish because the feeling you get from doing kind things to people, it's a feeling like no other. 
No, it, it is. Now, I will say this, uh, Jules, when I when I think about this, you and I both, we do our various things to give back. And, and, mm-hmm. and the thing for me is I don't do to get. Sometimes when people do recognize you or sometimes when people thank you for stuff like that, that shit goes a long way. And I've talked about that in the past. But I think I feel even better when I'm able to express gratitude, whether it's for myself or whether it's for someone else. Because when I recognize what somebody means to me, what somebody has been able to do for others, that's something that I try to to pay for. You know, so I think there's a lot of different things that we could do to be more grateful, to show gratitude. Because right now in this world, it's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to be gravitated towards bullshit and drama and things of that nature. But things like gratitude is one of the easiest things you could do, but yet it's one of the things that people don't do. Think about how many times you do something for someone, whether it's you and your profession, Jules, you don't get a thank you. Oh. I know I don't. There's a lot of times I'm in a very I'm in a position in my company where I'm working with government of government officials. Man, please, if I can, if I get one thank you in a year or two thank yous in a year, I must have done something amazing because these people just they just the way that they operate is they just expect things. Man, Prez, you hit on the head there, man. You dude, I, I I'll tell you a story, and this is just probably the most easiest form of thank you there is. I, I was at work. I'm getting ready to go into a gas station and probably, you know, grab me something to drink or uh, some chips or whatever. And a lady was coming out, a young young woman. She was coming out. Open up the door for her. She looked at me in my face, walked past, and didn't say anything. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> I said, wow. I mean, looked at me when she walked past. Wow. Now, now, just be honest, now, Prez, it takes it's effortless to say thank you. It yeah. takes no 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 strength whatsoever to say thank you or I appreciate you. Man, oh no, it, 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 it takes effort, but it's minimal effort. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, uh I appreciate you, man. Good looking out. Hell, what hell? You can say a slang. I don't even know yet. Like, but she, yeah. But My she man. walked out. So, right. <laughs> she walked past, looked at me, and didn't say anything. And I just. And the way that made me feel was like, damn. Now, I went on, I, you know, ignorant, ignorant little girl and this and that, but still, that's just, why? Why be that way? That's what I was saying to myself. Why be that way? It takes more to act like that than to say, hey, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share a story, Jules, and this is something that, that um, it was an exercise I did um, in therapy. And a lot of times it's, you know, having conversations, but sometimes it's journaling. So I remember one time my therapist was like, hey, I want you to reflect on the past week and write about things that either bothered you and also about things that that made you feel grateful, right? And when I was writing it, she was watching me as I was kind of writing the stuff down. And she said, I saw the expression on your face when you wrote about the things that irritated you. She said, you, you, you made frowns, you, your expressions changed. But then she said, I knew when you were writing something that made you feel good or that you were, you know, feeling good about or mm-hmm. you were thankful for it because she mm-hmm. said you had a smile. Your expression changed. She said, so she said, think about that and continue to focus on those things because she said, that's the stuff that makes you feel better about your life. And that's going to give you less stress 
ultimately, we talk about a lot of people in this world that are depressed. And a lot of times people confuse having money and having material things with people being happy. But that's not what makes people happy because we see that some of the people that have the most are the people that are in the darkest of places. And a lot of times I think we have to focus on doing the work internally to make sure that we are in a good place. Oh, man, you said my foot there, man. Yeah, because if you just focus on on the things that feel good, it just make you feel good overall. Yeah, I I agree 100%. I agree 100%. And it works. And it works. Because no matter what people say or or do, as long as you keep fo- something to focus on that's something positive, you're a positive person. Mm-hmm. Man, it's simple. Then then you look at that person like, eh, it, it, it just brush, it just, it just brush off. You don't even, right. you don't even stay. <laughs> and like I said, and for me, when I was even telling the story about the people in the homeless community, I wasn't telling that story because I think that I'm better off than them audience. Right, right. When I was talking through that story, it just made me feel, I wish that we could do more to help that population. And I just don't feel that I'm in a place where I should be really focused on any negatives in my life. But I don't view myself that they are any sort of worse place than where I am in life. But I will say this, me being grateful is the fact that I woke up this morning. That I walked mm-hmm. outside today and I was like, it ain't raining. I had a little sun on me. I was like, ooh, it feels nice outside today, right? It's just like the little things, man, that I just try to, you know, be thankful for. Come you know? On, you know on. what I mean, Jules? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm with you. The little things. I'm with you. Money can't buy that kind of stuff. Those are just simple, just things, man. The fact that I'm free to do whatever I want to do. I'm grateful to that. I got in my car this morning and this shit started up. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's been some instances. You jump in that thing and nothing. Bro, you like, what the fuck going on? <laughs> I'm like, damn, it was just working yesterday. What happened? Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> life, man. But, Prez, you hit on something big when you talked about the little things. Waking up, being able to move, being able to wash yourself up, being able to brush your own teeth, comb your hair. Hell, you even have hair. You know, not mm-hmm. knocking anybody that don't have it. But, I mean, if you still have it and you're up in age, man, that's a plus. It really is. It really you is, have those, man. Because them genetics, boy, for some people, whew. Right. I mean, you have teeth. You can feed yourself. You can move. You can you can work out. You can still work. Those are little things you just take for granted because you don't even think about it. But those are just little things you just do on a daily basis. You don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Man, you have friends. You have family. That's why I look at it, man. Prayers. You, you, We've been rocking and rolling almost 30 years. Right, right. And I don't take that lightly, man. That's gratitude, man. Come yeah. on, man. What you said earlier, man. Y'all come on over here. If it, it, it get cold over dude, I don't take that for I don't take that lightly. Yeah, I meant that shit. You know, man. I ain't gonna have this anybody up in my crib either, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brother, though. <laughs> I mean that. Man, those are things that just you taught this as a baby. I, I think, I don't remember, but I'm just looking at, you have a little baby, one, two years old, and you play this game where you give them something and you say thank you, give her something, you say thank you. What that baby, that baby in return will hand you something so they can, so they can hear that thank you. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So you taught that at, at an early age. Platinum Gratitude. Seeds. Yeah. Man, you're planting that seeds. Because in Proverbs, it said, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's older, he won't, he won't derail from it. 
So that's them things, man, you got to train as, 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 as a young age, as a baby, you get that knowledge. Man, that, you know what? That's, that's a hell of a point there, Jules, because you're right, man. When you, you think about it, and we talk about this, not even just for the gratitude, but just so many important values, it starts young. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to be that example to that kid because there's a lot of times, like the story that you told, I see people out here in this world now, no appreciation for anything. Mm-mm. They don't respect people around them, right? And so for me, when I look at the way that I was brought up, now I'm not going to say that my upbringing was perfect, but the one thing that they brought me up on was respect mm-hmm. and being appreciative. And those are two key pillars for me. I'm not going to disrespect another human being and I'm going to appreciate whatever someone does for me, whatever it is. I'm going to appreciate that to the fullest. And those are the things to me that, that really matter. And so just to give you guys just like some insight, one of the biggest things for me that brings me just individual pride is the fact of being able to do for others without even expecting anything in return. Like I said earlier, Jules, I don't do to get. I'm not looking mm-hmm. for some sort of reward. No. You know? Right, right. So. That's some of the things that's very, very important for me when I'm showing gratitude. But I think the biggest thing, and a lot of people need to do this, especially when you guys are with your loved ones during this holiday season, be present. That is the best way to show gratitude for that moment. Get off your phones. Be present with those around you that you love. Man, that right there, when you look, when you expect something, then it's not genuine. When you're just doing something because you're trying to get something, it's not genuine. It comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. If you don't have it in your heart, then it's, it's not genuine. You, 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 you scheme it, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's going to repay itself by you, by being genuine and being, be, really care for people and showing gratitude. It's going to come in the long run and it's going to be even greater to what, than what you expected. Man. So with that right there, gratitude is just, oh man, I, prayers, it, it's, it should be in everybody's DNA, but it's not. Mm-mm. But it's not. But you can be a better, but you living in this world, in this God forsaken, this, this world we living in now that's full of, full of, full, it's beautiful, but it's, but it's rough. And it's a lot of bad things that's going on. But with you, with that mindset that we always talked about being, and being gratitude and being gracious, all the bad things in the world won't be able to touch you. All the bad things you'll be able to, you'll be able to uh, uh, bob and weave and jump over the hurdles and, skip past the traps because of your, your generosity and your gratitude and the way you look at things. No, I mean, that's a fair point. And again, happiness is not found in things that we can buy. It's not found in things, you know, personal possessions, that stuff. You can't take that with you, but the best things in life to me are the things that are absolutely free. That's love, great conversation, nature. Jules talked about the lake home that he and his wife purchased. And he sent me some pictures from that that little home, and I'm looking at that water, and I'm looking at the backdrop. Shit like that is priceless, man. You can't put a price tag on something like that. It's less about the lake house, and it's more about the fact of what that lake house represents for them. Those are the things that you can't put a price tag on. And so, audience, be grateful, be thankful. Happy holidays. As always, you can find this podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Deezer, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of the show. Without you, we wouldn't be. 
We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.